Hey, ADHDer, I see you. If you'd like to take the strategies and tips that I share in this podcast further, head to my show notes and click the link to join Focused. It is the ADHD program for adults created by Kristen Carter, who has ADHD herself. So the platforms are ADHD friendly and the transformations that I've made since I joined have been amazing. If you head to my show notes and use that link, not only do you save $50 in your first payment, but I get a credit to my account too. We all win. Go to my show notes now if you want more of these tips, strategies, and in-depth ways to manage your ADHD. You can also download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started making your own podcast to share your voice. All right, my friends, back to the show. Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm a teacher, a fellow ADHDer, and a certified life coach. And I started this podcast with the intention of giving ADHDers everywhere a sense of understanding of this super complex neurodevelopmental disorder and to create a fabulous and safe place to share the struggles, the wins, and the newest researched strategies to help you be the you that you've always dreamed to be. Are you ready? Let's get started. I want to give a short trigger warning in the beginning of this episode because I will be referencing depression, suicidal thoughts, and suicide. I'll also be mentioning things about addiction and addictive behaviors. So if you're one of those people that needs to not listen to those things, please skip past this episode. You can come back to it when you are in a better headspace. I'm just aiming for us all to stay physically and mentally healthy. So this is your trigger warning. Friends, oh my goodness, I cannot believe we're already at number 10. Number 10. So I decided that number 10 was going to be kind of deep because ADHD is dangerous. ADHD is dangerous and it's dangerous because it's viewed as not a big deal. Let me say that again for emphasis. ADHD is dangerous because society, our previous generations, and people of power in this country view it as no big deal. So it goes undiagnosed or untreated and that makes it super dangerous. You are at a three times more of a risk of earlier death if you go untreated with ADHD. I'm going to go into some of the reasons why. So first I want you to prepare your brain for a little bit of a deep chat. You're also going to be learning a little about me. And um, yeah, so take a deep breath and we're going to get started. 
So first, I wanted to give you a little bit of an idea of why we don't see ourselves or our thoughts clearly. ADHDers have a very little self-awareness and so that feedback loop of how am I doing is broken. <laughs> we perceive things much differently than a non-ADHD or because we feel things so much stronger and we feel things differently. Um, we often see ourselves as the victims of our ADHD and we feel unappreciated, we feel undervalued and misunderstood for a long time and those are some of the reasons why going undiagnosed can be super dangerous. ADHD is dangerous overall because it's viewed as not a big deal but overarchingly why we don't see ourselves clearly and what this can manifest into is pretty scary. So a few of the reasons that ADHD is not taken seriously is because of the myths and fallacies that perpetuate stigma, basically. So the link to the article that I'm going to be reading from and referencing to, that's called Nine ADHD Myths and Fallacies, is linked in the show notes. Um, because we've all heard these myths like, oh, ADHD isn't real, or oh, I have trouble concentrating too. Like, no, not to the point of a real ADHD or because it impedes our lives. So some of these myths include <laughs> ADHD isn't a real medical disorder. Well, it's in the DSM-5, so yes it is. Myth two, <laughs> ADHD is a modern farce created by drug companies. <sighs> I don't even wanna talk about that one. ADHD is a result of bad parenting. Um, no. You can have ADHD and good parents or bad parents, and it really, ADHD has nothing to do with that. It's genetic, but it doesn't come from bad parenting. This is a big one. ADHD only affects boys. And that a boy or a kid who can play video games for hours couldn't possibly have ADHD. Actually, that's like one of the signs if you can, you know, hyper-focus on something you're interested in when you're not diagnosed. Children with ADHD eventually outgrow their condition. This is backed up by science because science has taken pictures of the brain and these, this has been proven wrong. All these myths have been proven wrong. The last one that I want to read from here is people who have ADHD are stupid or lazy and that getting special accommodations for ADHD gives us an unfair advantage. Where to even start? Where to even start? This episode came out of a lot of researching, living, and listening to the stories of others. Having ADHD is dangerous. It's dangerous because people in general don't take it seriously. It's for little boys. You're not hyperactive. You graduated college, didn't you? Well, yeah, I did. But it was hard. Hard like concrete. Like finding your way through needles just to get to the end, and the end is just dirt. And they take you to the mental hospital, and you have to stay there. 
I know that's not specifically to, to you related to you that's a little bit about me that we'll get into so this episode is for people who are newly diagnosed with ADHD people who are diagnosed with ADHD and they don't you don't necessarily believe that this is correct people who maybe you want to share this episode maybe you're fully aware of how dangerous ADHD can be and you would like to share this episode because you don't know how to put it into words go ahead and share it with a friend or family member or loved one that you don't feel necessarily understands the impact of ADHD so some of the real authentic you know me and dangers of ADHD having it and not knowing you have it they include some of the following self-harm and this can be with food restrictions other restrictions to your body and or the use of sharp objects to hurt yourself the dangers of ADHD include intrusive thoughts you cannot control that tell you you are a failure you are not good enough and that you will not succeed because your brain is wired to keep us safe but that's the thing with ADHD that part has like a tripwire and it doesn't always work the way that it's supposed to because ADHD impacts things like focus emotional regulation things like the ability to think about your thoughts or the concept of yourself the ability to see time in a realistic way and the ability to start and finish tasks correctly on time and with all the major details included so some of the dangers of ADHD can include car accidents impulse accidents addiction and suicide so yes one of the major dangers of ADHD is death scary right but this all stems from the fact that so many people, so many people, especially women, go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed for years and sometimes centuries and it's still being or not being taken seriously. So like we're realizing more and more people have this disorder and we're still not taking it seriously. So as a result, because our peers, society, family, teachers loved ones etc don't take it seriously we don't take it seriously diagnosed or not because we believe that thought it's not a big deal so we don't treat it did you know that like 30 percent of adults that are diagnosed with adhd are not in treatment for it of any kind like no meds no therapy nothing did you know that depression is actually a super common co-occurring disorder with ADHD? It's actually estimated to be 2.7 more percent relevant in ADHD. It's prevalent in those with ADHD. And these studies show that about 30% of adults with ADHD will also experience at least one depressive episode or even develop a mood disorder. 30% more likely. It's crazy. Because of our heightened emotional sensitivity, individuals with ADHD feel the symptoms of depression very acutely. So when we're depressed, 
it's it's very important when you have ADHD and depression if you know that the treatment for both disorders should be under the care of a psychiatrist so they can both be managed properly as our ADHD symptoms have a significant influence on how that depression manifests. It can manifest in so many different ways because of our intense ways we feel. For example, a depressive episode I personally went through was so bad that I was abusing alcohol. I was not taking care of myself and I actually started to show symptoms of mania. They put that in my chart. My chart has so many things in it. I have experienced mania before, which is not sleeping, which is having obsessive thoughts, which is things that are, <laughs> they're scary. You have a hard time sleeping, but you're tired all the time. The things that you do to try to cope with this depersonalization and this manic depressive episode don't help. And I eventually started to have what they call auditory hallucinations. So I did not actually have, uh, I did not actually have hallucinations. I didn't see things, but my brain tricked me. So I heard things and then I would, my brain would like make me see shadows differently. Yeah. Mental hospital. It's that scary people. It's that scary. I wouldn't be able to talk about it if it didn't happen three years ago. It's been three years, and I can just now talk about it. Because the time blindness also impacts that. It, it makes it feel like it was yesterday for a very long time. Three years later, and I can still remember details of being out of it, which is pretty impressive. For somebody with ADHD and somebody who was depressed, and then they put me, then I got put in the mental hospital, and they took me off all medications and then re-weaned me back on. It was one of the most uncomfortable experiences I have ever felt, which is one of the reasons why I'm putting out this episode. So when women <clears throat> go for some of their adult life or most of it being undiagnosed, they can develop behavior disorders like anxiety and panic. So along with or it could be and or depression anxiety and panic come along with these because of our rejection sensitivity disorder because we are perceived as lazy people who can't start or finish tasks accurately this shapes the quality of our life because we may not be able to keep healthy relationships job stability and we have an increase in car accidents, um, other accidents, like by being impulsive, difficulty keeping friendships, and more of a risk for depression, suicidal thoughts, suicide, and addiction. And I'm not just talking substance abuse, but addictions of food, nicotine, pop, sugar, and other unhealthy lifestyles. This can literally perf like perpetuate itself into like diabetes. Undiagnosed ADHD can lead to impulsive accidental deaths. The substance abuse can lead to an overdose death. 
And some other abuse or addictions can lead to diabetes from impulse dieting and then binge eating. Then the depression comes. Um, it also, undiagnosed ADHD also leads to disordered eating as a way to control. That's another form of self-harm. It can also lead into suicidal thoughts and the act of suicide. And also lost, lost loved ones from being in unstable relationships because we are not safe people when we are undiagnosed and unaware. We don't know how to regulate those emotions, so we use others to help us regulate our emotions. It's no wonder why we're perceived as needy, stupid, lazy, and so on. Hey listener, if you're enjoying this show, you should totally subscribe to it so that you can see when new episodes pop right up into your feed. In Spotify, if you go up at the top and hit click follow, it'll notify you every time there's a new episode. Then, really quick, as you're listening to this, right under the follow little um, bubble, there's a rating bubble. If you could just rate this podcast and give some feedback, possibly maybe answer the poll question that's underneath the podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. I hope that you're enjoying whatever you're doing today or tonight. Have a great one. For women especially, the chances of being misdiagnosed and undiagnosed is still so super high. We get diagnosed with bipolar disorder, major depressive disorder, and other anxiety and depression-based disorders without looking for the ADHD. Because we spend so much time feeling overwhelmed, underproductive, and misunderstood, Our trust in doctors declines, making it way less likely that we'll actually get diagnosed. This can eventually perpetuate into identity and self-worth distortions. This means that the thought of yourself overall goes way, way down. And this is one of the major links of ADHD and depression, which is why those depression symptoms, because we feel them so much stronger, because we have ADHD, they present as the basis of the disorder which is why we get diagnosed this way which is why I always suggest that you get an evaluation by a psychologist to get your diagnosis of ADHD because doctors like primary care doctors they're great I mean I don't have great experience with doctors so we won't even go into that Don't try and get your ADHD diagnosis from a primary care doctor. Get your diagnosis from someone in the field of psychiatry. Then, if you want to, then take your your diagnosis and get your script from your primary care physician. Because they're more able to assist you in other medications if you so may need them. So besides our, the low self-worth and the other things that develop, we also develop the lack of self-awareness it takes 
to even start bettering ourselves. So if you have ADHD and you have other mental conditions and say on top of that you've gained some weight and on top of that you have impulsively spent some money so you're in debt and on top of that you are not in a relationship right now and you're super depressed about that because of your instability in keeping relationships. Just think about what that could lead to for a person. How sad that that person would feel, especially about themselves. This is not what we want. ADHD is dangerous. If you want a little snapshot of how dangerous it is, first of all, I wasn't allowed to get my license until I was 18 because I was a pretty bad driver. Second of all, before I was diagnosed and medicated for ADHD, I got in eight, yep, you heard me right, eight, five plus three, car accidents. Two didn't even involve another car. They involved, like, I don't know, a mailbox and um, one of those metal um, curb things. Yeah, and in a lot of them, I was at fault. Actually, I think there was only one that wasn't my fault. All of them were my fault except for that one. I would even say that one was my fault because I slammed on the brakes and got rear-ended. Anyways, I digress. That just goes to show. And I could have been seriously hurt in two of them. And I was very lucky to just have herniated the bulging disc that I already have. That's all I did. I didn't break anything and I was in any pain. But they could have been deadly. That's my point is that's just a little snapshot of one thing that's different between a diagnosis and medication of ADHD, like treatment, and none. I was misdiagnosed with di- depression for um, like two years. I was uh, basically a guinea pig for um, every um, antidepressant like that I've heard of, SSRIs anyways. Um, and then I stopped trusting doctors, just as I previously stated. And then it got so bad that I was about to lose my job because I could not keep paperwork or details or anything in order. So I decided to go and advocate for myself and get an evaluation to get my diagnosis. This was at the age of between 23 and 24 years old. I'm 30 now, almost 31, and I'm just getting a grasp on how to manage my ADHD and live a life of happiness and I still live with my parents I mean if that doesn't say anything to you listener fellow ADHD or family member or loved one I urge you to do a little more research on this topic because I've done a ton and it would take me a two-hour podcast to share it all but I just wanted to let you know how dangerous ADHD can be and how unnecessary things can come from being misdiagnosed and undiagnosed. So if you have an inkling or a feeling, an evaluation can't hurt. It just gives you a more accurate diagnosis. So I urge you to just explore the thought. And I also invite you to allow all the feelings that you're having. You might be feeling anger, frustration, You might be feeling sad right now. I invite you to journal about it. I invite you to ask questions to yourself. I invite you to pop over into my inbox 
on Instagram at authenticallyadhd underscore Carmen. Find me, chat with me, ask me a few questions. We can get through this. ADHD is dangerous, but it doesn't have to be if we treat it. So that's all for now, friends. And I've been recording quite a bit lately. I will be going back to teaching within the next week. So we will be going to weekly episodes very soon. I haven't decided on the day yet, but if you'd like to give any input, go to the email in the show notes of this show or hop at me at Instagram. Have a great one and stay authentic, my friends.